So we're holding at the Gemara, we just, picked a, we just talked about Yankel Avinu, that Yaakov, we didn't uproot the name Yaakov, rather that Yisrael should be the Iker, and Yaakov should be the Tafel, it should be the subservient to the name of Yisrael. And we're going to bring now a proof to that, another, another supposition, the same thing that we talked about, that was all within the context of trying to say that we're not going to totally forget about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, rather what we're going to do is going to, the Shubin Malchius is going to be the main redemption that we focus on, whereas Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is going to be secondary. And now we're going to bring Psukim to support that. V'chinu Omer, so too it says in the Navi, don't remember the originals and the, the first and the originals. Don't, don't remember the originals. So now the Gemara is going to expound. What's the Pesach mean? Don't remember the first things. That's referring to the Golas that we've been in, that we're still in. The things that were originals, the friars. Not the first, the originals. Mm-hmm. That's Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So we don't forget the Shibbat Malchius and Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. What's the continuation of that Pasuk? That he's going to do something new. And now redemption will sprout. What's this going on? Tani Rav Yisif. Rav Yisif taught us. That's referring to Gogomogov. And that's going to be the Seder HaDvorim. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to Shibbat Malchius to Gogomogov. Now, Kumara is going to go ahead and give you a mashal, so you can relate to this concept of forgetting previous sorrows, previous difficulties. Mashal an allegory to what this, what this uh, development is comparable to. Laadam to a person, he was walking on a path, he bumped into as a wolf. When he was saved from him, he was saved from the wolf. And he would go and tell everyone about the incident with the wolf. Now, after, after while he's on his dra- travels telling everyone how he is saved from the wolf, he bumps into a lion. He's saved from the lion. So what happens? So now he went and started telling everyone about the incident with the lion, that he was saved from the lion. Nachash, but now on his travels telling everyone from the lion, he bumped into a snake. And he is saved from the snake. So what happened? He forgot about the wolf, he forgot about the lion. And he went and he would tell everyone I was saved from the snake. So too when it comes to Israel. The latest, the latest sorrow, the latest difficulties that we're going through is a reason to forget the prior ones. Yeah, now obviously if you want to know what a Za'iv is, if you want to know what an Ari is, if you want to know what a Nechashez, I'm the, the Marashal, talks here about Arichas, I'm sure the Chassidish is talking about it also. Talk to Gubi if you want to marry welcome for that. Yeah. Is this seen as a positive thing that you've forgotten? Or? I think it's a reality. I don't think it's saying it's giving an opinion, I think it's a reality. I think so. So now, now that we're talking about changing your names, Yaakov to Yisrael, the original being forgotten for the later. So now, Avram, when the Chumash and Pashas Lechelcha talks about a person named Avram, who Avraham? It's the same person as Avraham Avinu. So why was he called Avram in the beginning without a hey? Because originally he became the leader of a place called Aram, right? He lived in a place called Aram Naharayim. 
And therefore he was called Avram because he was the leader there. A little bit safe, but in the end, he became the father of the whole world, and therefore that was the hey, it was indicative of the ha'ulam, the whole world. Right? We know that Ulam Azeb was created with a hey, Rashi and Chumash tells us. So the hey added to his name is indicative of the fact that he was the ruler of the whole world. Sarai, in Parshas Nechacha, there was a person named Avram that was married to a lady named Sarai. So that Sarai, he's Sora. That's actually Sora. Betchila says Sarai, Lu'umosa. In the beginning, she was a princess to her nation. Sarai is a lesson of being a princess. And then she became the leader of the entirety of the world. What was the name of the queen that just passed away? Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. Right? She was a leader. At first, she was like a Sarai. But she didn't get to the next stage. But oh, I'm saying it. it's also good, right? Tony Bel Kapore. Kapore said as follows. Just trying to get you engaged, you know? Suffering through Dafyemi, so you have to have something that lights you up. I'm going to switch a little bit. Taniba Kaporo. Kaporo told his fathers, Anyone who calls Avraham Avinu Avram without a hey, over Basay, he transgresses a, a positive commandment, Shnemar, because it says in the Chumash, Hayashmecha Avraham. Your name should be Avraham. Rabbi Lezer, Emer, Rabbi Lezer says, Over Balav, he transgresses a prohibition. Shene'emar, because it says in the Chumash, that you shouldn't call your name Avram anymore. Tangentially, parenthetically, I'm going to tell you that if you look in the Minyan Mitzvah of the Rambam, the Minyan Mitzvah of the Smag, and the Minyan Mitzvah of the Bahag, you're not going to find these Asayin and Avin. It seems to me like the whole thing is a Dirabanam, but fine. Elamayata, now, Hakuri the Sara Sarai, Hachanami. Aye, but now what's going to say, say the same thing with Sarai Meinu? That if you call Sora Sarai, that you also transgress an essay, or you transgress a love. So the Gemara says, no. Hosam kuchibrichu amela Avraham Sarai ishtecha loitikro eshma Sarai kisara shma. There, we have a, a, a direct conversation from Hashem to Avram saying, don't call your wife Sarai anymore. Rather, you Avram Avinu should call her Sora. But here we don't have that by Avram. He said his name shouldn't be called Avram anymore. Call him Avraham. But that's true. Hakuri Yaakov, Yaakov, Hachanami. Aye. So we saw before, though, that Yaakov was still, even though we changed his name to Yisrael, sometimes he was still referred to as Yaakov. So how come once we changed his name to Yisrael, then it should stay Yisrael? And if you call him Yaakov, then you transgress a love. There the Gemara says, Shani Hasam. There it's different. Why? The Hadar Ahadrikral, the Pasuk referred to him again as Yaakov, Dixiv. Like it says, Hashem appeared to Yisrael in an image at night, Yaakov Yaakov, and he called out to him, Yaakov Yaakov. So therefore, huh? Rashi says it's a Lashon Chiba. There's an endearment. We called him Yankala Yankala. No, I'm saying before. What? The Hadar Right, I, I think it means like he, he, he went and utilized it. He reverted to utilize it. That's how you translate it in English. Yeah, that's what the double language means. Correct. The, the name Yaakov, even though he called him Yisrael. Can we just assume by that same line of thinking that like, we, can, we can assume that exact same logic for Abraham? So you can call Abraham Abraham? We never had the Chumash referred to him as Abraham again. Right, like the, the Chumash could, I'm saying. But it didn't. So then you could say opposite and say it's Mr. Deraisa. Why Mr. Deraisa? Because, uh, just because you don't find it in the, 
this in the minion of mitzvahs. In Hanami, if you just read the Gemara straight, you would think it's an Isidore Isa. Right. Especially with Yaakov. Yeah, just, just, look, just look in the, in the Raman, though. He doesn't bring it. So I said, so it must be that it's only the Rabbanan. That's all. It was a supposition based off the omission in the Minyan Mitzvah. That's all. Yeah. From the Gemara, I wouldn't know that. Mosiv Rav Yosef Bar Avin. Rav Yosef Bar Avin challenged. Vitemi Rav Yosef Bar Zvida. And some say it was Rav Yosef Bar Zvida challenged. Atahu Hashem HaElohim, you are Hashem, our God. Hashem Bacharta BaAvram, that chose Avraham, Avram, right? Without the Hey. Now, where is this? This is already in Nehemiah. This is very, the end of the Nevi'im. So, therefore, we see that Avraham is actually referred to as Avram. So, how could it be then that it's Aser? There, the Gemara responds. Amalei, he responded to him. Hasem Navi Hudekamesalu Deshvachid Rachmana Madavi Meikara. There, the Navi is arranging the praises of Hashem based off that which was originally. So, granted, he used the word Avram, but Avram was referring to Avram in the past at a certain stage. And, right? and then, right? Right. right? So, it's telling that development, when you're telling the development as a means of praising Hashem, then that you can't go ahead and prove a dictum from that. Hadran Aloch Me'imasai Blinada. Yeah? Because what if we don't get back to it? Says the Holy Mishnah. Yeah? Hayakora Torah. A person was learning, he was reading in the, in the Chumash, he was reading, learning up, he was learning Chumash. And now we got to Zman Kriyashma. Im Kivan Nibu Yotzo. If he has intent, to fulfill his obligation, so then he fulfills his obligation. Now, we're going to talk not to be said that yet you can fulfill your obligation even when you were learning two intents at the same time work. So now I'm going to talk about when can I stop this Krishma. So he says, Beprakim, if you're between Prakim, you're in between paragraphs, then Shoal Mibnea covered if a, a, a person who deserves honor passes you, you can ask how he's doing. And you could respond if he asks you how you're doing also. But if you're in the middle of a paragraph, so then you can ask out of Yira. Rashi says, Yira is you're afraid you're going to be killed. The Rambam is a little bit of a different language. He says, even an Anus, a person who might rough you up, even if he might kill you. The, the Rash brother of Yun, have a third pshat that is talking about someone who you have a mitzvah of Yira. Your Rebbe, your father, etc. Umeshiv, but we'll go with Rashi, you're afraid you're going to be killed. Umeshiv, and you can answer also, Divri Rebbe Meir. That's all according to the opinion of Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Huda, Rebbe Huda disagrees. Be'emtsa, in the middle of a. in the middle of a parsha, so then show Mibnea you can ask how someone's doing if you're afraid for your life. Umeshiv, and you can even respond in the middle of a paragraph. Out of honor, and in between paragraphs, show me covered. You can ask a respectable person, the president of your shul comes in, the president of the student body council. You can ask how they're doing. Right, and you can answer to anyone between the paragraphs. This is not halacha lamaisa. Halacha lamaisa. Mishabru says we don't have this anymore. It's beyond the scope of this conversation to know why that is. So now that we told you there's a distinction between paragraphs in the middle of a paragraph, the end of a paragraph, and between paragraphs in the middle of a paragraph, so that's what's between paragraphs. 
between Yitzhar HaMalurus Right, between Avarab and Shema itself, being Shema Levayim Shemoah, it's clear from here that Shema means also V'yahavta. It's clear here Shema also means V'yahavta. Right, the V'yahim Shemoah, being V'yahim Shemoah Levayimer, and being V'yahimer Le'emes V'yatsiv. That's according to the Tanakama. Rabbi Yehuda Imer, being V'yahimer Le'emes V'yatsiv Le'yafsik. You're not allowed to make a separation between V'yahimer because we say Hashem Elikeichem, and then Emes V'yatsiv. So I said Emes. So if you make a distinction. Between Hashem Alekechem and Emes, you might think Chas Rishon that Hashem is on Emes, so that's why we juxtapose the two. That's the stance of Rabbi Yehuda, that's Allah Chalamaisa. I'm Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcho. Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcho asks a question. Why is it that we say first the Parsha of Shema to the Parsha of Ahayim Shemaya? So it says the Gemara, the Mishnah, I'm sorry, Kadeshi Kabbalah Ulmachu Shemaim Tchila. First, a person should accept himself, himself the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, and afterwards, he'll accept upon himself the yoke of mitzvahs. Now, I assume the reason this is, is that Shema is the acceptance of one God, and Vayimer talks about Tzachar If you listen, so you get Tzachar. If you don't listen, then you'll get no rain, etc. That's called, that's called all mitzvahs. Now, why does Vayayim Shema come before Vayimer? Right? The obligation for mitzvahs applies both during the day and during the night. Right? Specifically, Talmud Torah. Right? Rashi speaks out. What's it say? Right? But the Pashas of Tzitzis, it only applies during the day. According to the Rambam, it only applies during the day at all. Irrelevant of what type of climate it is. According to the Rosh, it only applies during the day, a begad that you normally wearing during the day, that's the type of begad. But either way, it's a daytime mitzvah, and therefore we say it afterwards. Now, the Gemara is going back to the original statement that if we see in Kivan Nibu Yatsa, that you have to have intent for Kriya Shemat in order to fulfill your obligation. So it says the Gemara, Shema Mitzvah, Shema Mina, we can derive from here that Mitzvah Srikas Kavana, that according to this Mishnah, you have to have intent in order to fulfill a, to fulfill a mitzvah, which is problematic because it seems like. There's a Gemara's and Rosh Hashanah, a person who's tekeil a shir, he blows a shofar for just a song, he fulfills his mitzvah, right? So the Gemara's bothered, how could it be? We have a Mishnah which is telling us that you need intent in order to fulfill your mitzvah. So says the Gemara, no, that's not what it means. Maim kiva nibel, likris, right? It means, uh, what's he have intent to do? He has intent to read. Yes, the Gemara, likris, intent to read. Vakakari, he's reading already. If he's reading already, obviously he has intent to read. So he answers the Gemara, Bekori the He has intent to read, not as a reading for the Kriya Shema, but rather he has intent to read, to check, to make sure that it was written properly. He's editing, he's proofreading. There's four different opinions in the Rishayin and Macharinim what this means. Um, we'll go the most basic, Rashi. It's also, it's probably most Mechudish, not basic, whatever, but Rashi. Rashi says that if you have an ulterior motive for why you're reading... So that ulterior motive, motive uproots the actual Kriya itself. So here I'm reading as a means not to read, but as a means to check, to proofread, then you're proofreading. That uproots your intent to just read. Because if mitzvah ain't suichas kavana, as long as you're reading, that's fine. So Rashi tells us an ulterior motive undermines even the mitzvah ain't suichas kavana. Mitzvah ain't suichas kavana if you're being parev, but here you're proofreading. Proofreading is not a mitzvah. That's how Rashi learns. 
if you want to see more, there's a Tesis, there's Rabbi Yuna, and there's a Tzlach. Each one has their own opinion here. Most of them are upset with Rashi. Ayn Shalm. Tanur Rabbanan, I was taught in Abraisa. Kriya Shema Kekosva Divri Remeir. According to Remeir, you have to say Kriya Shema how it's written. That means you have to say it in Hebrew. If you say Kriya Shema in English, there's a very nice thing, but you don't fulfill your mitzvah. The Chachamim Eimrim, but the Chachamim disagree. Bechol Lashem. The Chachamim hold that you can say Kriya Shema even in English and fulfill your mitzvah Daraisa. My time at the Rebbe. What's the reason that Rebbe says you have to read it in Hebrew? Amakra, because he'll say it says in the Pasuk, Vahayu. Right? It says, Vahayu hadvarim ha'ila. They will be these matters, these things. And what's that mean, Vahayu? Why is it in that language? Vahavayosanihiyu. They have to be how they are in the present. In the present state, they're written in Hebrew. And therefore, to fulfill your mitzvah, you have to read them in Hebrew. Virabonan. Either Rabbanan say you could read it in any language. What's the reason that you can say it in any language? Because the Pasuk says, Shema, hear. You can hear it in any language that you hear it in. As long as you hear it, irrelevant to the language. So then, that suffices. Now, obviously, what we're going to have to do is explain, according to Rebbe, what does he do with the Pasuk of Shema? And according to the Rabbanan, what do they do with the Pasuk of Hayu? If each one's coming from a different source, we'll have to understand how the opposing opinion is going to understand the aforementioned source. So says the Gemara, Ula Rebbe Nami Haksiv Shema. Aye, but according to Rebbe, it also says Shema. So if that's true, you should be able to hear in any language. Answers the Gemara, no. That's coming to teach me that we have to be able to, we have to, make heard to your ear, that which comes out of your mouth. Meaning to say, you can't say Kriya Shema quietly. So I have one Pasuk that teaches me I have to say it in Hebrew. And I have a different Pasuk Shema which teaches me you have to make it audible. If you're saying it so quietly that it's not audible, you don't fulfill your mitzvah. Ay. So what do the Rabbanan, how do the Rabbanan understand to source that you have to be able to hear it, that it has to be audible? Says the Gemara, Savri Lahu, they hold the, the opinion, Kemanda Amr, like the opinion that says, if you don't make it audible, you can't make it heard to your ear, Yotza. Nonetheless, you fulfill your obligation. Now, that's the opinion of the Rabbanon, how they go ahead and react to Rebbe's understanding of Shema. But what do the Rabbanon do with the Vahayu? Or the Rabbanon Nami Haksi Vahayu. Aye, so what do you do with the Joshua Vahayu? Rebbe sources that to mean that it has to be in Hebrew. But what do the Rabbanon do with that? They don't have to say it in Hebrew. And says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, that teaches me that you shouldn't read it out of order. Here it doesn't mean retroactively that you do it. I don't know what even that would mean. It means you can't do it out of order. Usually the Mephraim means retroactively. You are allowed to. You say retroactively? You're allowed to say it out of order. So that's according to the Rabbani, you're not allowed to. That's the Pasuk of Ayyus coming to teach me. Right. You're saying Halach Lamaisa? Yeah. Halach Lamaisa is a big discussion, correct. Because how does that make sense here? That's two issues. That's a different issue. That's because of two issues. Lema Freya literally means retroactively. In this context, it means out of order. Correct. Correct. The Rebbe, now Rebbe, right? Rebbe already learned about you to mean they have to say in Hebrew. So what's he going to have? You know, Shelo Yikr Lema Freya Menolei. So the fact that you shouldn't read it out of order, how does he know that? So he says, Nafkalei mi dvorim ha-dvorim. That's what it says, Vahayu 
Hadvarim. So what's the hay coming to teach me? So Rabbi says the hay is coming to teach me that the Dvarim have to be Hadvarim. It has to be the way that these specific words are expressed, and therefore it has to be in order. If that's true, we have to flip back the Kasha on the Rabbanan, right? Rabbanan, what do you do with that hay? So says the Rabbanan, Dvarim Hadvarim Leidashi. They don't expound the hay, and therefore, since they don't expound the hay, they don't have to address the question. So now we understood how each one understood the Psukim and why they disagreed with the other opinion. Right? Now, does that mean to say that Rebbe, who says specifically Kriyashma, you have to say in Hebrew, because of a drasha of Hayu, does that mean that in Kola Terakula and all other places, the Cholash Nemra, you could say it in any language? Because if you think that all the other parts of the Torah you could say, you have to say specifically in Hebrew, then Vahayu de Kasarachman Alamali. Then why does that have to say Vahayu by Shma? By all the parshiyas in the Torah, you should be able to say this specifically in Hebrew the same way that Kishma is. So therefore the Gemara says no. It's Tirich Mishum Dikhsiv Shma. Here is specific. Why does it say Vahayu that Tirichu would ask him in Hebrew? Because it also says Shema. And since it said Shema, that might be misleading. You might think like they're Abanan. Right? You might think like the Rabbana, that you could say it in any language. Therefore, it says Vahayu. But really, even Rebbe agrees that the Kola you have to say it in Hebrew. Now, a new question. Right? Does that mean the fact that the Rabbana say, Shema teaches me I could say it in any language? That what? That the entirety of the Torah is also I have to say in Hebrew? Because if I could say the Torah in any language, then why do I need a Pasuk teaching me specifically by Shema? I could say it in any language. The whole Torah I could say in any language. So is it really true then that we could derive from here that the Rabbanan say everything is said in Hebrew? Says the Gemara, no. It's true. Here we need a special Pasuk you could say it in any language. Why? Since it says Vahayu, and you might think like Rabbi, that it has to be Kavayasan. That it has to be specifically in Hebrew here. Therefore, the, it comes in, along the Rabbanan and says, Shema teaches you that you can say it in any language. Yeah, Burman. What does that mean that you, have, that you would have to say the whole Torah in Hebrew? It's, it's a good Shema question. Or... Yeah, it's a good question. It's a Shiloh what this means, Bichlau. Um It sounds like, according to Tisus, yes, the Kasha, really. He says here that we're talking about Parshish, which Mechuyev to read me in Torah, Parsha Zachor, Vidui Maiser, Kriya Bebi Korim. Maybe that's the discussion. You have to say them in Hebrew, English, etc. Yeah. So what do we conclude from here? It's Lucas. Okay. Everyone says, though, it seems like, yeah. So nowadays, is there a site that says that you could say Pashazachar in English? I don't think anyone does that. I don't think anyone does that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to take responsibility for it. Yeah. It's maybe delving into too deep. This mission is so to us that specifically not say specific things. Yeah. So that would imply... Yeah. Other things you don't have to do, so it doesn't need this specific. Yes, Hashem, we learn Saita together. Why are you laughing? What are we learning after Brachos? Pseudos. No, no, not Saita. I don't know, I have no idea. So, I'm so open minded. I'm doing Saita right now. That's all. You can't not read Pseudos. Turn to Rabbanan. It was taught in Abraisa. It was taught in Abraisa. Vahayu. That you can't read the parshias out of order. Hadvorim alavavecha, the words that are on your heart. Now, 
What's it mean? All the words on your heart. I might think that the entirety of the parsha needs kavana. That it should be. I might think that it should be. The whole parsha needs kavana. No, it says, So add kan svicha kavana. Up until here, you need kavana. But from here on onwards, you don't need kavana anymore. That's the tent. That's the stance of Rabbi Eliezer. Right? Huh? Until the word ha'ila. Right. Correct. Right. Right. Up till here, until alavavecha. Oh, until Adavavecha. Right, until Adavavecha. And then Adavavecha, up until that's where you need it. That's a good question. I assume from the fact it says Adavavecha, it has to be on your heart. So from here, it has to be on your heart. Up until you had to be on your heart, but after that, not. But after that, you have to have intent. I'm a Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva responded to Rabbi Eliezer. But the Torah says, Right, the mitzvahs that I commanded to you today on your heart. From here we could derive that in all the parshiyos need kavana. What do we see here? It doesn't say. Tisa says it doesn't say tzivisicha that I commanded you in the past. Mitzavcha is in the present, so it's a continuous, and therefore the entirety of the parsha says Rabbi Akiva from the word mitzavcha, mitzavcha. That tells you the entire parsha has to have kavana. Now, I'll put aside here, this kavana is very confusing, right? In kiva nibo yotza. Right? What's kiva nibo yotza going on? So here we have a bunch of different opinions. Right? We'll see soon later on that it's not so clear what this kavana is. But just keep in mind, we're going to have to define what this kavana means. So, Amr Rabbi Barchana. Rabbi Barchana said, Amr Rabbi Yechanan, in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, Halacha ki Rabbi Akiva. That Halacha is like Rabbi Akiva, that the entirety of the parsha has to have kavana. Some people wanted to bring this based off a of brisa, the Tanya, because it was taught in the brisa. A a person who reads Shema, tzarich sheichaminus libai. He has to have intent. Rav Acha mishum Rav Yehuda Eimer. Rav Acha said in the name of Rav Yehuda, kevin shekivin libel beperik rishin. Since he had intent in the first chapter, the first paragraph, shuvin otzarich. After that, you don't need intent. Rabbi Barbarchana, but Rabbi Barbarchana disagreed. Amr Rav Yechonon, he said in the name of Rav Yechonon, Allah HaKarav Acha, Sha'ama Mishim Rav Yehuda. There the Allah has what? That Paragrishim is enough. So now you have a stira. Allah has like Rabbi Kiva, you need the whole parsha. Or the Allah has like Rav Acha, Mishim Rav Yechonon, that, I'm saying Rav Yehuda, I'm sorry, that you only need for the first paragraph. Tanya Yidach was taught in a different paisa. Vahayu. It says Vahayu. What do we expand from there? Shalai Yikman Lafreya. You shouldn't read it. Retroactively, out of order. Then it says, Up until now, it was Mitzvah's Kavana, up until Alavavecha. But Mikan Ve'ilech, afterwards, there it's a Mitzvah's Kriya. You'd have to read it even if you don't have intent. Rav Yeshia disagrees. Up until Alavavecha, there you just have to read it. You don't have to have intent. Mikan Ve'ilech, Mitzvah's Kavana. There you just need kavana. Where did you get that? So the question is, right, is going before. Up until now, it was just a kriya, but now it's alav avecha. Right? So before the word alav avecha. Correct. Correct. The alav avecha is 
the end of the content or the beginning of it, right? It's triggering it, exactly. Right. Yep. What's Kavana mean, right? The, the, the Gemara before discussed, we can talk about it now if you want. The Gemara before said it wanted to prove that it was a mitzvah's Kavana, right? A mitzvah's Kavana. Right? And the Gemara said, no, it's not mitzvah's Kavana, you just can't have Kavana Lahagia. So we see there's two different things. One topic is mitzvah's Kavana of Kilo, I'm intending to do this for the sake of a mitzvah. Then there's another Kavana that I'm not intending to do this for the sake of a mitzvah, but I'm intending to do the Maisa mitzvah at least. I'm intending to read, but if I'm proofreading, that's not even the Maisa mitzvah. Here's something different. Here's a third explanation. The Tzach that speaks this out explicitly. The Tzach says that this is a third type of Kavana. It means an understanding of the words. Per Shamilos. You have to know what you're saying. You have to understand what you're saying. So it's not talking about the Kavana Sa mitzvah. It's not talking about intent to do the Maisa mitzvah. It's talking about do you understand exactly what you're saying? And that's what it means. So three types of Kavana are being discussed. And the low is different. They're all different. Right? Three different types of kavana that could be discussed, and it gets a little complicated because each one's using the same word of kivan nibo. Is it saying it's using all three of this entire thing, or is it saying. This happens that we saw already two on the first Ahmad. In kivan nibo yotz, the Gemara says, Shmami no mitzvah kavana, that there's intent to fulfill the mitzvah. And the Gemara said, No, kavana na hagia. No, it's kavana na hagia, to do the act of the mitzvah. So you don't have to have the mind to fulfill a mitzvah, but you have to at least be doing kriya. If I'm doing proofreading, that's something different. Then the Gemara says, over here, a whole new discussion of Kavana. What's this Kavana? So here, this Tach speaks out, this Kavana is, you have to understand the words that you're saying, the basic translation. So yes, the Gemara, Why is it from here onward there's a Mitzvah's Kriya? Because it says you have to speak about it. It doesn't say, oh, you have to speak about it. So there's a Kriya. But yes, the Gemara Hachanami Yaksiv, here also it's written Vidibar Tabom. It also says Vidibar Tabom. So if that's the reason for the switch, so then it exists in the first parsha, Vidibar Tabom, the same way it exists in the second parsha. So how do you know when the Mitzvah's Kriya is, is being expressed? It says the Gemara Hachikamra, this is what we mean to say. Ad kan Mitzvah's Kavana Ukriya. Up until now you had to read in Hachanami, it says Vidibar Tabom. But you also have to have intent for the mitzvah. Right? Meaning to say the kavana salei for the kriya. Even in that kavana, even if you know the peyosh amilus, it's also okay. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that it's not tackled the same way as the first one. Because the first one Come again? I don't understand what it's saying. Is it saying why is it like saying the bartabah twice? He's asking, what's the reason that he's postulating? What's the reason that there's a mitzvah kriya follows. So it sounds like maybe the reason is because it says vidibar tabam. That you just have to speak about it, even if you don't have, it's not alav avecha. You just say vidibar tabam, that's also okay. So if that's the reason, it's the Gemara, it also says in the first parsha. In the first parsha, when there is a mitzvah before alav avecha, it also says vidibar tabam. So how come that, that can't be the reason? So what's the logic here? So the Gemara says no. Really, the logic is vidibar tabam. And really, for both of them, there has to be that you have a mitzvah's kriya, and you have to have intent to read it. And that's what you learn from Vidibar Tabam. But the Kavanah Saleiv, that's up until Alava Vecha. So in the first parsha, there's a Vidibar Tabam and Alava Vecha. You have to have Kavanah and Kriya. So how about in between the two? Right, I don't know where the exact line is. I don't know if it's Alava Vecha, period, and then Vidibar Tabam. That's what I assume. Up until Alava Vecha, and then period Vidibar Tabam.
Now, ask the Gemara. Why does the Gemara think initially that they can't both be mitzvahs kriya? Because the question is, which, in which direction? The Gemara has to know how do we know there's a mitzvah of kriya? So the mitzvah of we know from Vayuhad Varim Ha'ile Alavavecha. But where's the mitzvah of Kriya coming from? From Vidibar Tabam. The mitzvah of Kriya would apply to the entire Persia? Correct. So where is it before Vidibar Tabam? Because it says Arkan Yitzvah Kibana Ukra. And it comes up in Vahavta and Vahayim Shemoah. It's the language of Vidibar Tabam. Is that mitzvah Kriya? Is that mitzvah Kriya? Yeah. Correct. That's the Gemara's 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 According to the Gemara here, there's always a mitzvah Kriya because of Vidibar Tabam. But if you write the one comes later, after the Ahavta. It's in the Ahavta. Oh, it's in the Ahavta. Correct. 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 By both. By both. Why is it only applied to before after? Why can't it apply universally? That's a good question. I don't know how to answer that question. That's a good question. Let's think about it. Good. So what's the difference here that there's a mitzvah of kavana and a mitzvah of kriya? Because it says alav avecha, and it says v'dibar tabam. Says the Gemara hasam nami haksiv alav avchem l'dabibam. It says also in the second part alav avchem l'dabibam. So he answers the Gemara, no, there's a difference. Ha-hu, that pun, that, that's psukim in the second parasha, we need it for Rabbi Yitzchuk, the Amar, v'samtim is tevolai, eile, right, that you have to place these words, tzricha shetehei sima keneged alev, that when you're saying these words, you need that the tefillin have a sima keneged alev, you have to have the tefillin shalyad are placed next to the heart when you're saying it. So that's where the drush is coming from. So now, continues the Gemara. Amir Marmar said, Rav Ishiya Imer, Rav Ishiya said, Adkan Mitzvah Kriya. Up until now, there's a Mitzvah Kriya. Mikan Ve'elech Mitzvah Kavana. From here and onward is the Mitzvah of Kavana. Maishna Mikan Ve'elech. Why is it from here and onwards is a Mitzvah of Kavana? Mishum Dechsiv Alevavchem. Because it says on your heart. Hachanami Yaksiv Alevavecha. It says here also Alevavecha, which implies it has to be on your heart. So, Hachi Ka'amar. This is really what we meant to say. Ad kan mitzvah kriya v'kavana. Up until alav avchem, there's a mitzvah of kriya and kavana. Mikan ve'elech kavana b'lay kriya. Afterwards, you have to know the perishamilus, even if you're not intending to read it. If you're even intending the hagia, as long as you know the perishamilus, that's enough. Yes, the gemoru. Maishna ad kan mitzvah kriya v'kavana. How come here it's good enough to have the mitzvah kriya and kavana dechsiv alav avcha? Here it says on your heart v'dibar tabam, and it says v'dibar tabam also. We have both of them. We have the Alavavchem and Vidibatabam. It says a plural, but it's still we have it. And so the Gemara, how will be Dibriturixiv? There it's not talking about the Mitzvah's Kriyashma, it's talking about, I tell you that the Torah has to be what you're speaking about, it has to be on your heart. And this is what the Torah means to say, Vidibatabam, and that's Alavavchem. You should learn Torah between yourselves. So that you'll be able to become a part of you. Right? Is you have to. Is it saying that it's confusion? Kavana isn't until the end of the Hayah? Like towards the end of the Hayah? Correct, that's what it sounds like according to this opinion. Is that what? The Igrisu is. 
Ligrusu really means that you're able to, to be Gurusit. Gurusit means that you know it. It means it becomes a part of you. It becomes an alabamchim, it becomes a part of you. Tanu Rabbanan. Yeah. Why would the second Allah come be talking about the Torah as opposed to the first one? I think because it's coming off the Pasuk with the Yimadatim, there's some. What's the first one? Is it not also the What it says, and then continues. Now we don't have teaching. We don't have teaching in the first one, and therefore, since in the second one it's followed up by teaching, that's how they know it's going on Torah. Yeah. So now the brayse is. Gemara brings the brayse now. That what? Right. First pasuk says the Gemara ad kan tzrichas kavanas aleiv dibre meir. According to the meir, that's how up until now that's when you kavanas aleiv. That's how the game paskins. Amir Rava, Rava says halacha kere meir. The halacha is like a meir. Tanya sumchis sumchis tana brisa. Amar kolam meirich beechod. A person who extends, who lengthens their statement of echod, so they can have intent on Hashem. Being b'shemayim va'oritz in the dalad ruchas olim, then marichin la'yama v'shneisov. We extend his life and his days. Amar v'achab ayankov u'bedalas. He says it has to be on the dalad. Don't say echad, echad. Amar v'ashi and v'ashi said u'bilvod shelayachtiv b'ches. You can't chop off the ches. V'ami havi yosiv kamidir v'chia bar abba. What's what? So Rashi says you can't. Say the the what's it called? The you can't jump to the dalad so quickly that you don't pronounce the ches properly. Which dalad? Echad. Yeah. So now, Rav Yirmiyah have Yosef coming to Rechia Ba'ava. Rav Yirmiyah was sitting in front of Rechia Ba'ava. Chazid have Meirich Ptuva. He saw that he was very very stark. He was saying a long Krishma. He said, "Why are you being so from?" Once you made him have his Kabbalah in the heavens and the earth and the four corners of the world, so let's see, he'll stop being so from him. You don't need any more. Yeah. I wonder if it's specifically your Chiyah Ba'ab because there's this whole thing of at least Kabbalah Iyah Iyah. Are you going to pronounce the Becha? I don't know. It comes from the Becha. I hear. I'm sure. I hear the idea. Good. No, the ruchos, yeah, like ruchos, like the directions, northeast, southwest. Why did you skip over the chad? Chad, chad, you did so quick, I don't know, I don't know. He skipped it. So you don't worry about it. If you can't do it, don't worry about it. Amr of Nosan bar Mar Ukva, Amr of the son of Mar Ukva, Amr of Yehuda, the name of Yehuda, Allah Vavcha Ba'amida. You have to say, up until anything that you need kavan, you have to say Ba'amida. Ba'amida doesn't mean you have to stand up, it means you can't be working, you can't be walking. You have to stay still, you have to be still. I'm sorry, I said that I jumped the gun. It doesn't mean Alavavcha has to be Bamida, it means up until Alavavcha has to be Bamida. Right? Up until Alavavcha. Again, I said it doesn't mean you have to stand up, it means that you can't be moving. Right? Or else I would go back into Machlikis, Basil Bishamai. 
Yeah, it means a midah here means they can't be moving. Up until but up and after that, you don't have to be amida. You can be moving around. disagrees. The entire creation has to be said still. Here he said the halacha is like Rabbi Mishum Rabbi Yehuda that the whole parsha needs kavana. If the whole parsha needs kavana, so whatever needs to be kavana, then you should be staying still, so you can have the proper kavana. Oh, Tanu Rabbanan, it was told the Brisa. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod. First pasuk, pasuk Rishon, Zuk Kriyashim Hashem Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi. That was the Kriyashim of Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi. Now Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi didn't make up these pesukim, obviously. He said that was the fulfillment of Yudaraisa. You can discharge your obligation. Through this pasuk, I'm the Rav the Rav Chia. Rav said to Rav Chia, "Lo yichazina le the Rebbe de mekabelay lo omel chushamayim." He said, "I never saw Rebbe do this. When did Rebbe do this? When did Rebbe say kriyshma like that?" So I'm the Bar Pachti. He said, "Simple fool, whatever, however you want to call it. I don't know." Bar Pachti, b'shar shemavri yodu al panav. The moment that he saw Rebbe going like this in sheer. So he wasn't just putting his head down because people were asking silly questions. He wasn't deep in thought. Rather, he was mekabla levamolchus shemayim. Then he was he was actually being mekabla levamolchus shemayim. So now we have a new question. Very good. He said pasuk rishon, but we know there's three parshias. So chuzav egoimra, you know chuzav egoimra. Did he go back and finish all of it afterwards? Say the other parshias. Well, he didn't go back and say the other parshias. He just relied on the first pasuk. So Bar Kapara Lime, Bar Kapara said, He doesn't go back and say it. Rabbi Shimon, he doesn't say the rest of the Psukim. Afterwards, later. I'm saying go back. Go back to the mitzvah. He goes back to the mitzvah, he doesn't go back to the mitzvah. If he goes back, he goes back to the mitzvah to finish it, he doesn't go back to the mitzvah to finish it. He left off at the, just saying Shema. Does that mean go back? Is, is the Havamina originally that it's just the first Shema? Correct, the first Pasuk. The first paragraph? No. No. I don't see that. I think the opposite, right? This is the creation of Vibhuda Nasi, the whole thing. This is it, one Pasuk. Like Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi Meir, he says, you finish it up. You go back, you finish up, you say the whole thing. Amalei Bar Kapara, the Rabbi Shimon, Bar Kapara said to him, Bishlam al-Didi, it makes sense according to me, that what? Da Amina that I say, in a chiz of a glimmer that you don't have to finish it. Why? Hainu de Mahadar Rebbe, Ashmait say, the East Bayetzis Mitzrayim. As I read, had a point to go back and learn something at Bayetzis Mitzrayim. Why? Because we know separate from the Mitzvah's Kriyashma, there's a chiv of Zahiras Yetzis Mitzrayim. So if you went back into the old Kriyashma, so then there's no reason to mention, go out of your way to say Yetzis Mitzrayim. You'll mention it anyways when you say Vayemer. But if he anyways went back and said the whole Kriyashma, so how come he went out of his way to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? But according to you, it says he goes back and say it. Why does he go back to say it? So he answers the Gemara, I'll tell you why. It sounds like there's a mitzvah of saying Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim specifically within the same time period that you mentioned Kriyashma. That, that what the Benazai was able to say it in the mornings, like nights, whatever. The din is somehow connected. The Kabbalah's all Malchus the Kabbalah's all mitzvahs leads to the Mechayim for the mitzvahs, the Yetzias Mitzrayim, that parsha. So I'm going to read the Shmuel Bar Marsa. 
Rav Ila, the son of Rav Shmuel, the son of Marsa, said, Mishmei de Rav, in the name of Rav, Amar Shmuel Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod, if a person says Shema, Venenas Peshena, and now he falls asleep. Right, ever happened to you on your bed? You're tired like anything, you say Shema, you're done. Yeah? Happens sometimes. Have you said Amapil yet or not? Have you said Amapil already? Sounds great. Some of us, some of us, some of us, you say Shema and you don't know if you said an Amapil when you woke up in the morning. It happens to me sometimes. It's like, fine. All right, I'm on tape like this. Amalei Rav Nachman, Vadara Abdei. But you see here that you fulfill the obligation, right? You don't have to go back and finish it. With Yatza, you have fulfilled the obligation. At least Bidi Abed. Huh? One second, one second, we're going to be. Amalei Rav Nachman, the Doro Abdei. Rav Nachman said to his Evid Doro, his name Doro, Bepsuka Kama, in the first Pasuk, Tsaron, bother us, make sure that we have, we're, we're awake enough to say it, but at least the first Pasuk. But Tvei, but after the first Pasuk, Lot Tsaron, don't bother us anymore, even if we fall asleep, we still fulfill our obligation, Bidi Evid. Amalei Rav Yusuf, the Rav Yusuf prayed the Rabbah. Right, Rabbi Yosef said to Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rabbi, two Rabbi Yosefs, one was a Rabbi's son, one wasn't. Avuchichi Yavid, how did your father Rabbi do? Amalei Psuka Kama, Havi Ko Metzara Nafshei. The first passage, he would make sure he said it with Kavana. Tveilu Havi Metzara Nafshei. But after that, he wouldn't be Metzara himself. So I'm Rabbi Yosef. Pirkudun Lekor Kriyashma. Rabbi Yosef said, you can't say Kriyashma lying down. Right? Why not? Because it's a gaiva. It's a gaiva lying down. Parkadon is lying on your back. So the Gemara says, Mikru Likri. Right? So here he says, the whole Isser is to say Kriyashma. Haminga, but to lie on your back when you go to sleep. Minga is sleeping. Shapir dummy. Then it sounds like it would be okay to sleep on your back. No problem. Ask the Gemara, how could that be? Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi lied among the Ganiya Parkid. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi cursed someone who lied on their back. The reason Rashi says is because maybe he's going to have his male organ would become erect while he's sleeping and it'll become, it's embarrassing, it's a ganai for a person to be viewed like that while he's sleeping. Lie is to curse. A man and a person, the gani that slept, a parker on his back. So Amar Mingi Kimatsdi Shapyodami. If he lied like he was praying, that would be fine, meaning to say on his side. If he's lying down on his side, then that's okay. Mikra, but to say the psukim, even if he's lying on his side in a way that he would for prayer, nami also, that's also also. Because that's a gaiva. No, 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 so you're supposed to say kriya shema, sitting up, and then lie down. And then again, what you lie down? One second, you're, it's mutter. Right, you say you're asking according to Beishamai. According to Beishamai, that you have a chiv to Beishamai to lie down, so on your side. Assuming you do it on your side, not on your back. On your side, Ghani is to sleep, correct. Correct. So yes, the Gemara, once that says finish up here, we're going to finish up these two dots today. Yeah. Vaha Rav Yechonan Matzli Vekori. Rav Yechonan used to lie on his side and create Kriyashma, so how is that mutter? As the Gemara Shani Yerbiyechanan Dabal Basra Havi Yerbiyechanan was a very large man and since he was a very large man it was hard for him to sit up therefore to lie on his side was permissible for the Bal Basra.